0: Texas Tech is set for their first bowl game since 2017 and a matchup against Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs will certainly be worth the wait. We start taking a look at the Liberty Bowl coming up on today's Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Texas Tech, a member of the Locked On Network. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm Ryan Mainville. I cover Texas Tech for the Dallas Morning News. I've been a Texas Tech podcaster since last December. And I'm riding solo today. No Emory Lida on the show today. It's just going to be me. But we're going to start breaking down Mississippi State, looking at what their offense does, what their defense has been up to, and how Texas Tech matches up before the Liberty Bowl on Tuesday. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Obviously, a very exciting matchup with Texas Tech and Mississippi State, given the circumstances of Mike Leach and this strange irony and reunion Texas Tech will be playing a quarterback named Will Rogers, who we'll talk about in a little bit. But even outside of all the drama and the storylines behind this game, it's just really exciting to see Texas Tech be back in a bowl game. I think that this was an objective for a lot of people in the preseason, was using a bowl game as kind of a parameter for this team's level of success. And while there have certainly been some changes, some letdowns, and um, I'm sure this season didn't meet every expectation that people had. Being in a bowl game again is huge for Texas Tech, and it really just feels like the beginning with Joey McGuire starting to get the ball rolling as well. But I'll tell you, I'm excited to see Texas Tech play in Memphis on Tuesday night, December twenty-eighth. Um, it's going to be in a really exciting game, and a lot of the flashiness and the excitement of this game will be from that Mississippi State offense because it is explosive. It is a very typical Mike Leach offense, about 72.3% of Mississippi State's plays this year were were passes, so obviously um, label it what you want, but it is very close to that air raid style of offense that Mike Leach has been known to run and known to execute pretty well, and I think that's really been the case this season, um, even when... Will Rogers has struggled at time. Their offense has gotten stuck, played some very good defenses. They're still top 50 in points per game, um, which isn't always a great way to look at things, but they put points on the board pretty consistently, about 31 a game. So Texas Tech will certainly have its work cut out for them on the defensive end because the Red Raiders have allowed 32.1 points per game, which is 104th out of 130 FBS teams this year. So, um, Texas Tech, I mean, obviously what you have to account for most of all is the passing game, which is led by Will Rogers. As I mentioned, he is a very talented sophomore quarterback. Threw for 4,449 yards this season, 35 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions. And he did it all on a 75.1% completion rate. Obviously very good numbers. I think the thing with Rogers is that he's really found a way to just settle in He doesn't force the ball. A lot of the air raid will will come naturally. The plays will open up downfield. The receivers will get open. And you've just got to trust the system a lot of times and play with it in the system. And I think that's what Rodgers has really excelled at this year is um, letting his natural talent kind of take take place and unfold and not really have to force anything. Um, But he's a very good player. I think Texas Tech will be tested in the passing game. Um, He's just an explosive guy, too. Uh, can run the ball a little bit you probably won't see a ton of that in this game um, he's run the ball 56 times this season but he is averaging a negative number in that department so don't expect him to do a lot here this that that isn't his game I think he's better at that in the pocket um, but don't really expect to see him uh, scrambling and rolling out a whole lot in this game um, he does take a lot of uh chunk plays if you will which is Probably why that completion percentage is so high. He's averaging just 7.1 yards per completion. So, again, not a bad mark, but that's lower than every single Texas Tech quarterback that's played a snap this year and completed a pass. So, really exciting um, in that department because Texas Tech has really seemed to struggle down the field. But you have to also look at the running game. I know that that was a big concern for Texas Tech fans Early in the season was their rush defense, and it was not good. But luckily, they won't have that big of a test against Mississippi State. Um, The Bulldogs averaged just 20.8 rush attempts per game, which is the fewest, um, essentially would be the fewest Texas Tech has faced all season. Oklahoma ran the ball 20 times against them in the Sooners' blowout victory. Um, So they're just not really going to rely on that a whole lot. They've got two pretty good backs, two guys that I like a lot. Uh, Jaquavius Marks and Dylan Johnson they they kind of share the the backfield so Marks ran the ball 98 times and Johnson ran at 83. Um, Johnson has 432 yards on the season while Marks has 388 but Marks has six touchdowns to Johnson's four so neither guy really has very flashy numbers in the run game but they're both really really good route runners and receivers too Um, Marks had 464 receiving yards and three touchdowns, while Johnson had 396 receiving yards and a touchdown. So got to account for those guys in the passing game, maybe even more than you would in the rush game. Um, I think both of those guys you have to account for and you have to be ready to defend. Um, Luckily, I think Rodgers not wanting to scramble and leave the pocket will help Texas Tech there, but still... Definitely necessary for the Red Raiders to account for them. And then, I mean, if you're going to talk about this receiving core, you you have to talk about Makai Polk. Really, really talented player. Um, really thought he was going to crack 1,000 this season, but he didn't quite get there. He had 98 catches for 989 yards and nine touchdowns. Really good player. Six foot three. He's tall. He's big. He's about 200 pounds. Transferred in from two seasons at Cal where he – was very very quiet, sub twenty catches both years, and then he just erupts at Mississippi State. He's definitely Roger's favorite target. I know that that might sound very obvious because he leads the team in receptions by about twenty, um, which is obviously a stark margin. But uh, he's just reliable, man. Been a really really good weapon for this Mississippi State offense. I think he's really the guy that intrigues me the most in this game, and a guy that the Red Raiders will have to make sure that they are accounting for or else they will get beat. Jaden Wally is another guy that really catches my atten- attention, 610 yards and six touchdowns this season. Um, an- another good player. Austin Williams, 543 yards on the season. Those are kind of the three guys that I think you've got to look for. Williams and and um, Polk are both big-bodied receivers who can go up and get it, but they've also both got speed. And I think that that's a really interesting matchup for these Texas Tech corners because, man, the Texas Tech secondary has been very up and down at times this season. So excited to see how they fare in this one. But the Mississippi State offense, it's about what you can expect from a Mike Leach team. Very explosive, very heavily relying on the passing game. And I think that Texas Tech will certainly have their hands full but um, we're going to break up some some more of the specific matchups and how Texas Tech will fare against this Mississippi State offense in our next episode. But today is a scouting report, and in our next segment, we will talk about the Mississippi State defense. But first, a word from our sponsors. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Switching sides of the field now and beginning to look at this Mississippi State defense. But first, just want to say thanks again for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen. Be sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff preview for 2021. There's local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. It's the most comprehensive college football playoff available, and it began last Friday. As I mentioned, this Mississippi State defense, a very intriguing group to me. I think they're probably one of the more underrated defenses in the country this year. Um, had a very bad showing against Alabama, and I think that kind of soured a lot of the buzz around their defense. But you've got to remember, man, I mean, that that's Alabama. Um, just an explosive offense led by a very talented quarterback. Um, but their defense is really was a key part of, of that Texas A&M game where they um, beat Texas A&M at Kyle Field 26-22, to 22, um, was a big part of knocking off Kentucky as they held the Wildcats to just 17 points. Um, just a really, really intriguing group that I don't think has gotten as much attention as they probably deserve. They've allowed just 331.3 total yards of offense per game this season, which is the fourth fewest in the SEC So a very talented defensive conference and Mississippi State is in the upper echelon of that group that's very impressive and kind of where it started for them is their run defense. It is very very good. They allow just over 100 yards per game. The only teams better in the SEC at defending the run have been Alabama and of course Georgia. So two playoff teams and and then you've got Mississippi State. When you pair this run defense with with um, the Mississippi State offense, really forces defense to tr- or forces opponents to try and play into a shootout type matchup with this team, which is exactly what Mississippi State wants because Mississippi State can win in those situations. So you've got to be able to try and find the ways to supp- supplement your lack of a run game against this Bulldogs team because they are very, very stout at defending the run. I think maybe one area that that Texas Tech can look to exploit is that they don't sack the quarterback a ton. They had 26 sacks this season, um, which is good because Texas Tech's offensive line is obviously pretty thin, um, haven't been super great, but I think you still have to just be cautious because they have put pressure on the quarterback at times. They do kind of a lot in the box. It's really, really interesting to me. I've really liked watching their tape. They can you know, put a light box out there with three or four guys and they'll still stop your run. Their group of corners is really good. I think that they've got a number of guys that match up well against Texas Tech. And now, obviously, Texas Tech will be without Eric Ezukama, which is a big loss for the Red Raiders. He just kind of loses some of that, um, your explosiveness in the run game. But I think ultimately... Where Texas Tech has to excel in this game is getting the ball out quickly, making good decisions with the football, and um, not not playing into a shootout-type matchup. Texas Tech has to put pressure on Will Rogers. They cannot um, let him get comfortable. They've got to keep him off balance, keep him on his feet. Don't let him set his feet and throw passes downfield, or else that will be easy offense for Mississippi State. But um, on offense... Red Raiders, I think, really need to be able to get the ball out quick. Um, I think we could see a lot of screen-type situations in this game, which I know will make plenty of people roll their eyes, but I do think that you have to be cautious of this Mississippi State pass rush. I don't know what we'll see from the run game in this game. I mean, we'll have Donovan Smith starting at quarterback, so you've got to kind of consider that there will be some kind of option situation happening on a bulk amount of the Red Raiders rushing plays. I think that that will help. I think that always helps offenses play better against really stout rush defenses, but I do think that this is a really intriguing matchup because it'll really force Donovan Smith to play a smart game of football. I think we've seen Donovan Smith play a very good game of football, um, specifically against Iowa State, and then he kind of slowed down and hasn't been as consistent, but... He's got to just play smart in this one, kind of got to play into his role, which is what we've seen from a guy like Will Rogers, who has not tried to force a lot, but has just kind of bought in and and allowed the system around him to excel. I think that's what we got to see from Donovan Smith in this game whenever you think about this defense. But obviously, Martin Emerson, he's one of the leading corners for, Mississippi State, he will not be playing in this game, which is a big loss for them. Um, he had almost 50 tackles this season, three for a loss, and defended three passes per sports ref. So really good player, um, was very good last season, but they've still got two two pretty intriguing corners to me. Emmanuel Forbes is a guy that's really, really good. Um, he's everywhere. He's got 52 tackles this year. Three interceptions, he had five last year, but forced a fumble this year. Another guy that really intrigues me is Fred Peters. He's a safety for them. Had 67 tackles this season, two interceptions. I think that he's a guy that's really, really good in coverage. He's not like this big, bulky safety, but he is pretty fast, and he does have good ball-tracking skills. And then, obviously, you've got Jalen Green. He transferred in from Texas. Um, He played corner at Texas, I believe, and has shifted into a more safety-style position at Mississippi State, and he's looked a lot better there. He's got two interceptions this year, and he had one in three seasons at Texas. So, has definitely seen an increased role, but has also excelled a lot in this new dynamic at Mississippi State. So, overall, you're looking at a matchup that's very difficult to run the ball against. You've got to be careful when you're throwing the football, and then... You've got to make sure that you don't allow the opponent to put pressure on your quarterback when they're not stuffing the box with a number of guys because that's what Mississippi State will try and do is still put pressure on your quarterback while dropping a lot of guys into coverage. And if Texas Tech allows that, it's going to be a very dicey game. But coming up, we will wrap up the show by discussing a few keys of the game. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but it's still high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors you're going to have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? All very good options. My favorite is raspberry. But Built Bar is going to give you the extra energy you need this holiday season. It's also so healthy and so delicious that you can stay motivated on your New Year's resolutions while also eating something that tastes like a candy bar. It's exceptional. So go to Built.com today. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. All right, keys to the game. Obviously, Texas Tech really wants to come away with a victory here. First bowl game in a few years. Red Raiders have had a lot of change this season, and um, a lot of that has been around the idea of projecting this team into success. And I think, you know, a, a bowl win would mean a lot. To the fan base and the administration to kind of validate that it was time to move on from Matt Wells and to start a new chapter. And while I certainly think that a lot of people already do believe that, and that's only grown in kind of universal agreement since Joey Maguire's hire and what he's already been able to do on the recruiting trail, I do think that there's still some speculation and some um, just skepticism around the 4-8 decision if Matt Wells, you know, if if that was warranted, how Sonny Cumbie has fared, maybe not necessarily from within the fan base, but from the outside looking in, guys like um, guys that are in national media, maybe that don't follow Texas Tech. There's a lot of questions about this decision. And I think in this game, if you could just put the the cap on the bottle and, and finish out with a win over a guy who causes a lot of division and emotion in a fan base and like you've got what uh you've got an interim head coach who's going to be a head coach somewhere else next season you don't have an offensive coordinator right now you've got a defensive coordinator who's going to be a a head coach at abilene christian next season and then you don't have a special teams coordinator i believe deandre smith the running backs coach will be taking over that position for this game so There's a ton of weird storylines to this game. But ultimately, what Texas Tech is trying to do is come away with a victory. In order for the Red Raiders to get a victory, though, I think there are certainly a number of things that need to happen. Maybe the most obvious and the most pivotal is slowing down Will Rogers and not allowing explosive plays between him and Makai Polk. They just have a very clear and good chemistry whenever they're both on the field together and whenever they're kind of getting into a rhythm, I think you've just got to be really careful to not let him do anything too explosive. He's going to get a lot underneath. He's going to get a lot over the middle, a lot of short middle plays. I think you have to be able to live with that, and you can't be willing to sell out and try and prevent that underneath plays to... um, and then leave your defense vulnerable over the top. Texas Tech can really not afford to be in a position where they're down big scores because they've allowed explosive plays. And so I think definitely keeping Will Rogers in check, covering downfield, not allowing easy routes down the field will be very, very big for Texas Tech, especially because if they get dug into a hole, then you lose a lot of the dynamic of your offense because it's already going to be very difficult to run the football in this game because of how good Mississippi State's defense is at preventing it. And so if you get yourself in a position where you're down a couple of scores, you, you virtually have to say goodbye to your run game, and then you put the Mississippi State defense in a position where they know you're going to be passing the ball a lot and their corners are good enough to defend it. So I think maybe the biggest key to this game is, is pure execution from Texas Tech's standpoint. They've just got to be able to protect the football. They cannot struggle with turnovers in this game. Donovan Smith has to play smart. Um, receivers have to catch the ball. They can't tip it into the air. Running backs have to cover the ball. I think a lot of it is just going to be execution. And that's kind of the the pro and the con of a bowl game. is You have all this time to really chisel yourself before you play one last game. But there's also this... You know, lurking belief that maybe all this extended time will cause a little bit of, you know, amnesia whenever you get back on the field and things might be rusty. That certainly happens in bowl games while other teams look really good. And if you're Texas Tech, all the noise around the program, there's a lot happening, a lot changing, a lot of emotions. I think you've just got to be dialed in for this game. And be ready to execute. I think that's definitely priority number one is execution, execution, execution. Don't let Will Rogers get explosive. But most of all, you've got to be ready to execute on the offensive end and protect the football. I think another big thing for Texas Tech will be establishing some form of the run game. Now, I know that that sounds... A little counterintuitive because Mississippi State is so good at defending the run that it might feel um, just strange to be playing into their defensive strategy. But you've got to be willing and able to try and stretch them, try and break them. Texas Tech has a lot of really good backs who have played really good this season. And I think that you've got to be able to utilize them and just be ready to, um, you know, be adaptable. Be versatile on offense. Mississippi State is going to throw the football a lot. You know that. But they don't necessarily know exactly what you're going to do. And I think that if Texas Tech can establish some form of a run game, it would really help take a load off of Donovan Smith, allow him to play within a system, and not force the ball downfield. I think that will be very, very big for the young quarterback Um but yeah, I think looking at this matchup, there's a lot that's really intriguing to me. There's a lot that's a little worrisome just with how stout Mississippi State has been defensively. But overall, very, very excited to see this game happen. I think that, you know, we, we all saw the video of Mike Leach getting some I love yous from Texas Tech fans in Memphis, which is just ridiculous. Um, You know, I think that, you, you can obviously support Mike Leach, think that he is a great football coach, because he is. He's an exceptional football mind, and he did a lot of very good things for Texas Tech, but if you are rooting for him over Texas Tech in this game, I have serious questions and concerns about you. But I think overall, this game just brings out a lot of emotion and passion in people, and Mike Leach is very divisive. You know, You had his attorney even saying that Texas Tech was going to be getting more litigation from them, and it's just a mess, but it's fun. And it really feels like if Texas Tech gets a victory in this game, then a lot of that gets swept under the rug. You kind of get the final say, and you get to put the nail in the coffin. So that's really exciting as a Texas Tech fan to be looking out at this opportunity and saying, look at what Texas Tech can do with a win. Obviously, you know, nothing set in stone nothing given Texas tech has to go out on and, and play this football game and get a win. But the implications of a win are very exciting and would propel the red Raiders well into the Joey Maguire era. That was today's episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um, really enjoyed doing a little bit of a solo pod. Definitely miss Emery and we'll be glad to welcome him back onto the show tomorrow. Um, which is when we'll be back and we'll kind of wrap up our Mississippi State coverage give you some more kind of key takeaways for the game and also our score predictions, how we think Texas Tech will fare and maybe what the Red Raiders can exploit from Emory's perspective but if you want to keep up with me while I'm off the air you can follow me on Twitter at rmainvillelbk you can follow the Locked On Texas Tech Twitter page at LockedOnTTU just drop us a reply add us in a tweet, slide in our DMs we want to know what you're thinking, um, what you like about the show, what you don't like. We really value your feedback and would love to hear what you want to see next. As football season wraps up, we'll obviously ramp up our basketball coverage. And so I know Emery and I are very excited about that. So be sure to follow our feeds wherever you listen and keep a close eye on what's coming from Locked on Texas Tech. Thanks for making Locked on Texas Tech your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks for joining me, and we'll see you tomorrow.